0: So, today we have um, the honor and pleasure to have Sarah Atif on on the uh, podcast, and, and this being our first episode, I'm pretty stoked and excited about this.
1: Absolutely. Sarah is a wonderful guest, counted in so many ways, and I think it'd be just a great chance to to
0: let people see what we're trying to do here. For sure. Um I got her brief bio. You know, Dan, it was pretty hard for me because I was like, man, the name of the podcast and our questions in a sense is the bio. And so I was like, how do you introduce somebody when you're going to be talking about their bio? Mm.
1: So,
0: <laughs> it was kind of weird and confusing for me and how to make sense of it all. But regardless, uh, Sarah T. T is a um, Carter School alumni. Um, She has her MBA. She uh, M.S. in Media Studies, undergraduate in Psychology and Fine Arts. The list goes on and on. And like I said, I couldn't be more honored to have um, Sarah with us to discuss and to be our first guest.
1: I I second that completely. I think that Man, I, I'm just really excited to be able to talk to her and to hear her answers to our questions and to start the podcast off with such a
0: memorable guest. All right. Well, should we jump into it? Yeah, let's do it. Well, welcome, um, Sarah Atif. Um, We are so excited to have you on There's More to My Story and so we're going to just like jump right into this. Um, the first question, for me, being heard looks and feels like.
2: And thank you so much, Dan and Scott, for this opportunity to be here on your podcast. Uh, and the question you have, uh, you know, it's, it's a very interesting question. Uh, and if you reflect on it, thinking about what does it mean being heard? i work extensively on nvc and that's one of my areas of interest in addition to restorative practices and you know the more i the more i learn about this field the more i realize that it's so important to understand that the idea of being heard and the ability to hear someone out is uh, one of the one of very important skills to have as as a professional so for being heard to some person would mean that you know they get unattended uh, uninterrupted attention when they're speaking when they're saying something maybe to a group of people being heard would mean being seen as a community and being heard would mean the ability to be on the table and bring their you know bring their bring what they want as a community on a table for some uh, being heard would mean maybe self-expression just being able to express how they feel about a certain thing so i think uh, if i if we say how would being heard look like you know it could be it could be different in, for individuals it would be different for a group for bigger entities it would be something like you know what's being done uh, if if someone says they're being heard so does that mean that things are environments and cultures are equitable for them? Does that mean that the intersectionality they stand on is uh, enabling them to be as good as someone else who's standing on a different intersection? Being heard, would that mean that the ability for, for one person or one community to see the other person's perspective, you know, all these things uh, i think would be a part of being heard and, and and i think there's always two sides to the coin you want to be heard but you want to be in a posture where you're able to listen also so you know i think it's it's a very interesting it's a very interesting um combination of being heard and then the ability to listen and what would it look like uh, you know it, it it can look like so many things uh, if you start reading about about conflict and uh, conflict internationally, we we have s- you you would be able to come up uh, look at examples where communities got together because they felt they were being heard. Um, you know, I was reading in this book uh, where 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 basically just the de- the idea of de escalation just just because of being heard it had helped people to actually navigate uh, conflict in a different manner. And if we if we bring it to smaller examples and not community conflicts, we bring it to small ex- interpersonal examples, we can see that just the de-escalation where you're able to center yourself and take a step back and listen to the other person. Uh, listen not to agree, but listen just to see what they're saying uh, sometimes helps. Uh, to create a space where it's, you know, where people feel heard, at least, at least they feel that they're not being judged. So I would say that being heard would look like, look like a place where, where all uh, stakeholders are able to, um, you know, voice their concerns, share their ideas, and, you know, collaborate in different, uh, different, uh, uh, to do different community development projects or things like that.
1: First of all, thank you for, for joining us there and and thank you for your words. It's definitely, it's one of those situations where, like you said, right, in order to really fully be supportive and that I had to sit and listen to what you're thinking. So as we was talking right now, I'm trying to digest what you said, but also one of the things that really stuck out to me was that you talked about self-expression, right? In order to feel heard and stuff like that, you need to be in a situation where you can express yourself. And, and I just kind of wanted to, ask you if you don't mind what were some examples of self-expression for you like that you found have allowed you to to just feel your best
2: uh, that's an interesting question uh, for me personally self-expression comes uh, comes in different ways you know I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about my career. So I, I did my master's in conflict analysis from George Mason, and I'm giving you this backstory to make a connection to the creative expression. So before this, I had an MBA, uh, and I I'm, interestingly, I'm born and raised in Pakistan. All my academic qualification before coming here uh, at uh, George Mason was in Pakistan. So I was, uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to uh, study fine arts and psychology in my undergrad. And in fine arts, you know, we would, we would have these, uh, you know, the, the lab, uh, the art labs where you could, you know, bring your paint out and create, do whatever you want to do. That was a time when I was interacting with all those forms uh, in a more academic manner but I did not study fine arts later on but it was something that stayed with me it would come out as a doodle it would come out as a as a as a painting and I uh, I'm a person of faith so you know I I would do calligraphy calligraphy would be I would take up a, a a text from Quran that really resonated with me and I would just write that down with different colors so that was my way starting my self-expression and it was very interesting how you know people would engage with it because it's it was the same it was the same word uh, words but just expressed differently and then I think uh, I think back in time I, I took a course on gender this is again in Pakistan so I created a painting which was talking about different gender roles and how you know more about women and gender. And then when I came in Carter School and I was doing this degree, I took a course on uh, on diversity and race, and I created a painting called coexistence. Uh, this was a very interesting thing for me because I don't get to do those things now anymore because of how uh, how things are scheduled generally. So I was able to take my canvas out, take my colors out and come up with this piece of art where, where I was talking about coexistence, uh, And the main idea was that, you know, all humans are basically good. We all are good. We all want, have an inner desire to connect to each other in a good way. And once we as individuals and as communities learn to hold space for ourselves, hold space for others, we we are able to coexist. And I, you know, the more I explored this topic and I'm still exploring this topic, I realized that one of a very fundamental value of coexistence is the acknowledgement of your own self acknowledging all you know the the things that we use in nvc uh, you know the things you observe the feelings the needs the requests all those things keep connecting with them and kind of acknowledge your own human self and then the ability to acknowledge the existence of the other as an individual as a as a group and then you know the the idea of humanizing humanizing the other side you know if i if i feel a certain way about a certain thing the ability to see that you know the other community or the other person or the other party or the other stakeholder has the same uh, probably you know has a, kind of the same demands like me so i you know the more i i dwelled into this topic and the thing the 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 painting that i made back in time it started making more connections for me so to answer your question, my, my one of the ways I reflect, you know, I kind of uh, use my uh, I would try, try to bring what I feel up on a, uh, would be on a canvas. And I think it makes it a lot easier to say a lot of things in a very few in a very few brushstrokes. And I also think it's a good way to engage uh, and see how how others review it and how they because sometimes you are know, writing a research paper is a different thing but sometimes just bringing a piece of art opens up discussion to a very interesting topic and you know and it to me it brings in all those all those values i said um, acknowledgement then you know humanization humility and the openness and gratitude and centeredness and you know all those things come together so uh, you know i think that's that's my way of expressing um, expressing on a certain topic I hope I answered your question.
1: No, you you definitely did, thank you. And just the, the depth to the answer, uh, really, really good. I, I, you said something that I really kind of stood out to me. You said holding space, like mm-hmm. to hold space for ourselves and to hold space for others. What is, how does that, what does that mean to you?
2: That That's a great question, Dan. Uh, you know, when I, at Carter School, I. I I took a course on restorative justice and then i started getting involved in restorative practices and <clears throat> restorative practices more you know excuse me the tool we used was community building circles but the more i read the more i realized the idea of creating space and holding space even you know i if you're familiar with circle processes and just just a very simple process where we just open up a discussion and i would I would pass to the other person with a value and, you know, nobody would take your turn and, you know, you keep going in circles. To me, it was not just keep going in circles and circles. To me, it was more like the idea of creating a space where you can share and you're not being judged. And, you know, nobody is listening to respond, but they're listening to actually hear you out and that's about it and not judge and not say anything so I think creating space and holding space to me when I say create space for yourself or hold space for yourself this is uh, you know when I when I when I said acknowledgement of your own self I think it's very important to understand your own self first because it for, for I think for all these things like inner peace and you know a better connection it's it's a good idea to acknowledge your own existence and and do not uh, shy away from who we are as human beings and and different times you know different feelings that we have if if some if a community feels angry that is as real as as anything else and acknowledging your own self and then acknowledging the other person uh, on the same level, the way we acknowledge ourselves, and then the ability to center ourselves in a way that you know when we are in a space of interaction or where we are in a space of navigating and conflict, we are able to we are able to see uh, we we are able to see uh, the way the way things are things are. You know things are told. I give you an example to make a better connection here. And I would make a connection to the active to the listening thing I said at the beginning. You know, when we say, when you say, listen, the idea is just a comparison of when you, when you create a piece of art and someone creates a piece of art and brings it to you. So you should be able to see their creation and not add your, your design to it, right? It's the same way. If we are saying that we are listening in a way that we are totally listening to what they're saying and not adding our own suggestions and advice and judgment to it, just listening. So in the same way, when we listen to ourselves, I think we are able to connect more. And then we are able to be in a space where uh, people get used to the idea of you know acknowledging ourselves and acknowledging the other person's presence, and then you know make a connection, uh, make a connection and create a space where people are comfortable.
0: segue into our question two. Who do you think you are and why?
2: So when I came to the field of conflict, uh, I, there's a philosopher that I I would read and, you know, we would uh, it w- he he would be quoted uh, and, you know, he, he had a, he said something and I'm going to read it here and he said that uh, I remember my mom saying that to me all the time. And this means that if you want to do something good for someone, or if you want to do something good for the world, first work on yourself and come to the level where you're able to do that. So I I was just saying, uh, saying that to make a connection of why it's important to kind of work on yourself. Uh, discover yourself and work on yourself and acknowledge your own uh, you know when I'm able to acknowledge my own weaknesses I come to the level where I can actually see how you know how things are and what needs to be done to be uh, be of more value to the world and the question you ask I don't know that might be philosophical answer but you know when when I think about Uh, who I am in general I think that I'm a part of his his creation you know I feel uh, like I like I said I'm a person of faith so God has created so many things around us so I think I'm one of the creations uh, that of one of his creations and I think I'm just uh, I'm one of those uh, I would say a human being that uh, you know we like like just anyone else who's here in this world trying to do what we can do to make this world a better place for for people around us and um, more yeah so I think that's more more philosophically about me but uh, I have a I have a diverse background and I'm trying to build that lens where I'm able to see all problems solve in a way where I could see from different dimensions like you know and making sure that words are not just words but let's say when we when we use the word inclusion, uh, we are able we are able to make you know we are able to use it as a verb and not just use it as a word and make sure that you know when we say we, when we say a certain thing we are trying to we are able to see those changes in the community.
0: There was something um, so you talked about your faith and you talked about um, just being in sync with creation um, and. Earlier, you were talking about um, self-expression, your art expression, and, and that is, um, I think that th- there's a creativity there, right? There's um, an air of creativity. There's power in that art expression. Um, I'm curious um, how you see the two, your faith and your inspiration in the art expression. Yeah.
2: So to answer your question uh, Scott I said I'm a person of faith so I'll tell you more about who uh, what you know who I am as a person so I am a I'm a muslim I like I said born and raised in Pakistan educated in Pakistan and now I'm, I identify as a, a as an american pakistani muslim and uh, you know in my faith we we strongly believe in in oneness of god and and we believe that he is the creator like he created everything uh, it, and you know and and i i mentioned that about my paintings that we i would paint words from uh, from a scripture like we 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 have a book as muslims i have a book as a muslim and it's called the quran and i have always had a very good connection with the book uh, you know i've i'd seen people around me who were very compassionate and very kind and who who would not say things but model good things around me would not lecture but you know show a good uh, they were good role models so I I grew up in a, in a, in a space where uh, where it was very easy to uh, you know do what you want to do and take your own decisions and follow your own path and you know religion really, uh, you know faith was in, built in a very nice in a very positive way and you know things like Ramadan you would have thirty days of Ramadan which was a very nice spiritual time for us as kids and then a small things like charity you know even that was a big deal so everything it was done in a nice way and i had a i had seen people memorize the quran at a very younger age just you know just because they wanted to by that i mean you know they would try to memorize a few verses so i did and you know i did have a connection when i grew up i started reading myself and there were some 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 parts of it which were very fascinating you know there's a and there's a verse which says uh which kept to connecting to me again and again and it meant that which of the favors of your lord would you deny and i remember even as a teenager at a very early age i was able to make a connection i'm like yeah you know we should acknowledge the blessings around us we every anything that he gives us we should be able to be thankful for those things so i think and i think one of the first verses i painted was the same one and arabic is written differently so it, it was very interesting for me to write that and you know then I I think that the, the next one I wrote was the first surah in the Quran uh, first chapter in the Quran which talks about gratitude uh, you know totally about gratitude and it starts with praising God and you know how do you ask for guidance and all that so I think that's how creative things started off for me and and you know then uh, then i did you know uh, that's one thing i did and then i also did abstract uh, things on like i mentioned gender and i my painting on coexistence i did another one that was also uh, on gender and talking about uh, women as collateral damage you know in war situations and use of drone and stuff like that so i think um, it's it, it's a very interesting way for me to um, kind of take up a take up a different topic a difficult topic or a difficult situation and just put it into my expression when i'm maybe short of words for a certain uh, for a certain situation or sometimes words are not enough There's so much has been said about a certain topic so some it's, it becomes very interesting for me and and i would share this with, let's say if I, if I want to paint something like harmony or something like inner peace or something like mindfulness you know, it's it's a very different expression that I would have and someone else would have. So I when I when I see a word, I try to kind of play with it and see how would how would I express that creatively. When I say inclusion, am I able to bring it on a canvas if I if I use a word? How how do I bring it and how do I express it? And how does my expression, you know, it doesn't matter how it connects to the other person, but you know, it's it's a very interesting way to kind of connect those expression with colors and bring and come up with something abstract which is very concrete in your own head but it's an abstract idea uh, on the canvas so yeah I think it's it's a very it, it's it's interesting for me to be in a, in, a, in a space where I can I'm able to give that creative expression to a very uh, to a very I would say otherwise um, I won't say dry but uh, a very formal formal thing and like and you know when when you when i start thinking about it then all all other all different things keep coming and so yeah so that's that's what i would say in terms of uh, creativity and i feel that it's when when i talk about being centered and being able to take care of your own self and being able to acknowledge your own self i think it's very important to find a way how you can center sometimes just a doodle would help me center for some of someone else maybe just a walk would be a good way to center for someone else maybe a word like gratitude would be something for them to center so i think all this together uh, holistically is uh, would would able someone to uh, to find their way of centering themselves or expressing themselves and and i'm not saying that you know the only way to express is, is painting that people who are really good at poetry there's so many people who are really good at cooking and their expression is cooking there's so many people who are great at gardening and their expression is just the garden and, and and I've realized with time that we don't do all these things just for acknowledgement uh you know you they, I think there's a time you realize that you don't do this for for an acknowledgement for an audience you just do this because that's your way of expressing the way you want to express some people are great writers you read their books and you're uh, you know you can you can find a connection so I feel that we all or um, or a lot of us uh, when we explore there's a there's a creative side to us which could be anything for some people maybe um, you know maybe just organizing things is, is is a way of expression so I feel I've realized with time that none of these expressions are more or less than the other any way of expressing how you feel uh on a certain topic or uh, bring it to to the other community, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's a way of saying who we are and and or saying how we're feeling at a certain time. I hope I answered your question.
0: Oh, you did. I'm gonna uh, give the floor to Dan because I know he had a question, but right. I certainly, you opened the floor for more and I really appreciate it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, first I'd just like to to take a second to just appreciate your self-knowledge right and uh, I can only imagine the amount of time and energy is going into that one of the reasons why we on that note one of the reasons why we we pose the question or phrase that who do you Mm -hmm. think you are is because personally speaking I've had instances in my life where I thought I was a certain person or I thought I Mm -hmm. wanted to be a certain person and life has shown me otherwise either in ways that I didn't measure up to the person I wanted to be or -hmm. just realizing that the goals and aspirations I had were were foolish and misplaced. Um, mm-hmm. so I just wanted to know like, are there any instances that you would like to share with us where either you weren't the person you thought you were or you've proven through life and circumstances that you are the person that you thought you are?
2: And then that's a great question. And I'm so glad you asked this question because I feel that um, sometimes, you know, it's it's interesting how we as human beings Want approval for for who we are and what we like, and for me personally, there were so many people in my life who were there to to support, even at a very younger age. Uh, You know, people who generally like I had I had been lucky to have been blessed with people who were always there telling me, "Yeah, you can do it." Even at the time when you know when when I was little, they were there. But I haven't seen that always. And their their situations. Um, I, I when I work with, you know, when you know when we see people around us. Not that everyone has this situation. A lot of times, what I've seen is you come up with with an idea. There are ten people telling you what's wrong with it. You come with come up with your self expression, and there <clears throat> so there's so many people trying to tell you you're not not good. And what I generally say in in this time is that you know you know if you're good or not you know what you and we all try see I feel that it's 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 a journey to be you know to be the best version of ourselves when it's hard every day and it is what I'm trying to say is that for me it was easy because of the how the environment I was in as a child Um, and I was uh, you know the things it's it's so interesting the things that they would tell you in a In a parenting class, what to do as as a parent, I go attend those. I had seen all that happen in my household. So I was blessed, but I don't see those things. Like, you know, I have my own kids. I'm not as great a parent as my parents were. And I feel sometimes that it it gets very tricky. The only thing I generally generally look at is or try to analyze is the intention, you know, if I'm trying to do this certain thing, what is my intention? And I feel that sometimes uh, as an adult, I've realized that the best we can do for people, you know, for others is just, just, you can, you can, you can share how, what's, you know, I might be over optimistic, but what's good about them? And, you know, if someone comes up with an idea telling them it cannot be done, you can help them tweak it a little bit. You can you can do a reality check, but I think all those things really help uh, help in in being who we are because we see we we see a pattern. We see a, things in a certain way. You know, my my I would have a certain set of expectations for a certain thing or a certain event or a certain um, you know maybe let's say if I'm writing a book, I have a certain thing in mind, very concrete. But I think life doesn't happen on those concrete plans generally so the ability to uh, you know they say that it's very important to see what do you do after something happens your response and your reactions if something doesn't go based on your plan what do you do how do you again going back to how do you center yourself and acknowledge okay i'm only a human i can do what i can do and i'm doing my best with my best intentions to make sure that I'm adding value to people around me, and I'm not harming anyone, and I'm trying to do my best to create space. But you know, some, sometimes things work, sometimes things don't work. So it gets very um, it gets very tricky. I think it's helpful to have people around you or a good group of friends, uh, some people who kind of agree. Or who kind of, uh, I won't say agree, but who can see your passion about a certain thing. And I have had instances in my life, in my professional and personal life, where I got validation. It's an interesting story. One time I was in a job interview. And, you know, the interview experience was very interesting because they they were validating, a lot of them were validating things that I believed in. Like, you know, things like... uh, this this was more on this was a position more in the field of organizational development and training and you know they agreed kind of to the fact that you know I talked about human potential and how things can be and you know how so it's interesting when you're in spaces where you're being validated for your uh, your passion and they're like yeah we see the value and then there are times when nobody sees any value but I think if you if I have a goal uh, and I know what I want um, by 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 that I mean uh, I I know what I know my I try to follow the path I want for myself and I'm I'm using the word I try because we can only try uh, our best and some days are good some days are not good sometimes we get results that we want sometimes we do the same thing and it's totally the opposite but I feel that uh, it's just the just trying to get more clarity on who we are and what we want and you would not. You know, that's a I remember being when I was doing my business degree. I developed a habit of just taking a piece of paper out and making my five-year plan. This was a professional plan. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. If I do this degree, this will happen. I'm just, you know, just the planning part. And it did help me now. I look back and I'm like those small notes for myself where I would say, okay, if I do this, this will happen. This is my plan. That's what I want to do five years down the road. Uh, now, the things that have changed is I think more about impact, and I think more about uh, adding value. But all those small things that we hear about in different uh, different spaces, I think they also help us come to this point where we can um, we can actually you know try to be the better version of ourselves
0: Sarah, i I don't want to speak for Dan, but um... I just wanna I'm I'm grateful. I think is the word I'm looking for for um, you being willing to enter this space of vulnerability.
1: I, I think that it's just one of those situ- situations where you're
0: such a fascinating,
1: amazing person. I think that we could have a million podcasts just having conversation with you. Like it's just this has been for you to be willing to be our first guest and to come here and speak about. Just the multitude of things you did, the sharing of yourself with us and, and with the audiences. That's what we were looking for.
0: All right, shall we uh, do this outro? Let's do it. I don't believe that uh, we had enough time to really get all from her that we, we probably could have. Yeah, I think we'll,
1: she might have to be a repeat guest because her answers and, and the the way she spoke is one, on one hand, illuminated so many things, but also
0: opened the door for, for more questions and for more
1: uh, conversation.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm starting to think, not that I think our questions or the questions for this podcast are are uh, simple in, in a way, but they're very excavated though. I appreciate this being like that, that exercise. I, I completely agree because I think that
1: her experience, life experiences, and, and talents, abilities, intelligence, kind of put us in the best available position, right? Because we wanted someone who's done a lot, experienced a lot, uh, a very intellectual, and it shows us in the
0: best case scenario of what it could be. So, um, Hey, this was a great episode. Um, I think me and you learned a lot as our first episode, and mm-hmm. and I'm looking forward to the um, future. Hey, Scott, we made a podcast. We, we, we made a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, mind-blowing. Shocking, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> that came a
1: long way in just a couple months,
0: huh? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, what do we have for the audience then?
1: Well, I'd I'd say the open invitation to come back with the knowledge that we're coming back and we're going to put more content out
0: For sure. And to the listeners, remember, there's more to your story. Couldn't have said it better myself.